boom, we are back in business. I like El that song. I like class that. So we're always jamming out before this, this this show starts. So if you ever catch us like mid like mid bobbing and weaving, it's because we're, we're we're getting hyped. We're getting the 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 music going and you know the, why I like that song so much. Nobody nobody else uses it, right? No, like nobody no, else, no. It's nobody it's, else it's usually that. you know a song for us, but you know that's neither here nor there. We won't go there. We won't go there. <laughs> we know who they are. They know who they are, Jack. <laughs> Anywho, what's going on, my man El Jefe? Yo, we're missing E this week one more time. He's got he's got some he's got some family business to attend to, and he, he you know what? We pick each other up. That's why we're the tripod here. This is what we do, and he's gonna take. But you know what? Football season's coming in. He's gonna be back here. I'm gonna be back here. Jefe's gonna be back here. The trio's gonna be together for the rest of the way. And we got you guys. We got you, you guys. We miss you. Off season is the time for rest. Yeah, right? man. Get, Family get your, and rest. Get your life together. Get your, get your orders in line. And then uh, come regular season, man. It's going to be fun. This is going to be yeah. – I'm excited because we started this thing in the off season, right? Like we started on mm-hmm. purpose kind of right after that shit show of a season uh, concluded for yeah. the Giants. We, we decided not to go live in like November as that thing was just crumbling. We're like, let's let's start fresh, which I think was the yeah. right move. Right, uh, right, right. But we have technically not existed during Giants season yet. And that's going to be this awesome. Is, this is going to be fun, man. This is what we, you know, we came together as Giants fans talking Giants first. Then like, you know, our, our, our biggest content right now has been the Rangers, you know, in their playoff run. And now we're, we're going to, you know what? We got a special guest here to talk some baseball here. We, we got do? an awesome guest. An awesome guest. Um, I this guy. I and I'm going to bring him in. We typically t- like to talk about our weekends, but we ain't have shit going on. Not, Listen, not with this, this is the dog of days of summer. It's yeah. a dog days of summer for the, for baseball, for, for sports, for just, just going out. Like everybody's getting a little bit sick of summer because it's 90 fucking five degrees outside. Um, but we're getting, we're getting through it. We're getting through it. And, but we're going to bring you guys a fun guest. We're going to start talking some real baseball here because it's the All-Star break, All-Star game going on. Um, and we have an awesome guest, none other than Clem from Barstool. What is good, buddy? Let's go. What's going on, fellas? How are we doing today? The, like you said, it's hot as hell outside. Weekends are just the same. Weekends for me, it's worse than during the week because the kids are mm-hmm. home. Now I get to throw their asses in camp. <laughs> yep. They get so tired during camp. Something I didn't realize is our first year doing camp because they're old enough now and COVID's kind of COVID's done in my mind. Everyone's just fucking yeah. it's out of, it's out of sight, out of mind. Just right bury, now. Just not, bury so it. Much, not so much with everyone here on the podcast. I can say that right now, though, because we all had it a few months ago. Everyone's fine uh, as of the current time. So we go to the camp, we get them out, but then they come home and then they're with us all week. You want to know? Listen, to what I'm doing this weekend, boys. What do you got? Taking the the wife and the my daughter are going out to a Backstreet Boys concert. That's what I have to do. I have to drive them. They're going upstate. We're going upstate. (laughs) I'm gonna take the little man to a hotel. They're gonna go to the concert, come back to hotel. We're gonna have a little family vacation away for the weekend. But I went to a Backstreet Boys concert with my wife like 15 years ago when we were dating because that's the stuff you do when you're dating, right? Hell yeah, absolutely. (laughs) She is a diehard, and she's raising a little diehard, a little mini me right now. So I'm gonna have two Backstreet Boys super fans in my house. So this is. Yo, I'm living right now. Listen, I, I don't hate it. I don't hate it. I was I was team Backstreet Boys instead of NSYNC. So <laughs> no, I, was I, gotta, say, Clem, I gotta be honest. Clem, you're a big NSYNC guy, right? So is there a lot of tension in the house? Yeah, you know, <laughs> my first name's Justin, That's Justin Timberlake. There. There's a lot of lot of beef in that. I mean, the thing is with my wife, I'm like Backstreet Boys, whatever hits they may have, but it's like you could at least admit Justin Timberlake does all those guys when it comes to he the, makes the up for everything. Yeah, he makes exactly. up for everything that dude. JT's 
I mean, he's in, he's in the man crush list. He, he's in everybody's man crush list. <laughs> We're learning something not, about everyone something tonight. <laughs> I did not. You know what? We didn't have a, a big plan for how this was going to start. I didn't think it was going to be a boy band discussion. That wasn't on my that wasn't hey, on my. <laughs> this is the kind of stuff we, we talk about here. And it, see, look, we got we got people already just throwing lyrics around. around I know he meant rock body. your body, but it looks like rock your booty. It does look like it does. It does. But it's hey, but listen, we brought in Clem here. Well, for two reasons, he is a, a, a savant in baseball knowledge. This guy just he, uh, he's got it all going. He's a big big Mets fan. So we want to start introducing some baseball talk here. It's All Star break. We're going to touch on how the Mets are doing. Um, we could talk some shit on the Yankees right now because this is this is not. We don't have any huge Yankee fan. Jeff's a Jeff's a cash casual. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an admitted casual Yankee fan. But listen, which really might be worse than a diehard here. Yankee fan. Uh, big <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we got a big season coming up right now. Everybody's in first place. Um, so Clem, let's get into it right now. I don't want to waste too much of your time here. Let's 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 talk some Mets baseball here. Honest thoughts about the first half. What you liked? Um, is was it was it smoke and mirrors, or is this for real here? Are we are we gonna get hyped? Uh, this is as real as it's gonna get, man. I I, I said this on uh, on my my Mets podcast. We gotta believe. I'm trying to tell people this because there's so many Mets fans who have been broken by the Wilpons. I, I think we were all broken, you know, mm-hmm. whether you're a uh, fan for the team for 10 years, 15 years, 40 years, whatever it may be. The the LOL Mets, the, the the reason that this team has been a punchline forever will break anyone down. We said we're like a like wounded animal, right? And you're just <laughs> so just like crushed over years after year after year. I can understand why people haven't like just jumped onto the team. But once Steve Cohen bought the team, all that stuff was over with. Last year was, you know, still growing pains. He was still getting his people in, yada, yada, yada. We have a real manager. We have a good baseball team. They're 23 games over 500. How are we like – I so I'm trying to say this. Uh, Who is it? I believe Andy Bernard says in the the office, I wish you know that you're in the good old days when you're in them. Something like that. These are the good old days. This is the beginning of the good old days right now. And I want Mets fans to enjoy it. We just got news right before, you know, we hopped on that Jacob deGrom has a little bit of tight, had a little bit of like, Tightness in his shoulder, Muscle something soreness. like that. Yeah, yes. soreness. Soreness yeah. is better than tightness, Sore. I would say. The You're S right. word is better than the T word. And <laughs> it's right. like everyone's ready to jump off a bridge. And it's like, guys, let's let's. We heard this with Max Scherzer had to get pushed back a day for his start, and then all he has done is shove down people's throats. Uh, since he came back, so I think you're going to be all use right. all the curse words you want to. <laughs> say, you know, get oh, yeah, get down my fucking throats. Let's go. Um, but listen, you're right here. So, but. I think, like you said, Mets fans are trying to work through that scar tissue. You know, we we, yep. we started off pretty hot last year, too. And then they came out and had that first bad series by the Pirates. And then it was just all downhill. So, like, people are still trying to, you know, work through years and years of the Wilpon and the negativity and the bad luck and everything like that. So, I, I, I can understand it. But this team, man, and I got to be honest with you. And I want to talk about this briefly. But uh, how sum up Bucks. Bucks first half in one word. One word. Take your time. Wait a second here. Buck, you're gonna because he's been he's he's like yeah. a good I, I, the way I can describe it is we are the fans that have just been like the, you know we had the parents of the Wilpons who were just like the, the absentee parents. I mean, if you want to yes. be honest, it was basically breaking bad where there's that little redhead ginger kid, any of the two yes. crackhead parents. That's what it was like being a Mets fan under the Wilpons. <laughs> and Buck yes. is this loving new father that we have in our life that embraces us, loves us, yes. is smart, is like has like 
money for college already saved for us. He has everything <laughs> planned out. Knows exactly, you know, he wants to do everything what's best for us. And I just feel at ease when he, it's like, we have never had a manager like Buck basically in my life where he goes to the umpires and is explaining the rule book to them when they screw up yep. a call every single game. And to have just like, uh, just have like a competent manager was like a foreign thing, basically since like Absolutely. Willie Randolph was here. And now Buck has come in. And I think that is the biggest difference. I mean, Cohen's money is obviously the true difference here. And like the, the yes. people making the decisions and a few new players have come in, but Buck is the guy that just keeps everything even kill. And I, I tell you when the Mets lose two in a row and all these fans I was just talking about are like ready to cancel the season, even though they're mm -hmm. in first place, I mm -hmm. just say, Show me a Buck Show Walter interview, and everything will be all right. <laughs> it's true. It's, he says all the right things at the right time. He knows when to get tossed. He knows when to argue. He does just enough to like, and he's always got like the Cubs series is a classic potential letdown series. And I always feel faithful that like that won't happen under Buck because he's going to have them ready all the time. He he just knows what he's doing. He goes to the pen at the right time. I I haven't questioned. I could probably count on one, and you know, every manager gets questioned, every single one, because there's always a move that if it doesn't work, you're gonna get questioned. I could count on one hand how many times I've, I've even had a thought of question about Buck. I feel like we're in good hands, State Farm, baby. Like this guy just, he just does everything right, and I, I, I I'm so hopeful, and I think that he is the difference maker. Like you are 100 right, he is he, the difference he, maker on the field. He's like what Joe Judge, what we wanted Joe Judge to be, except he actually <laughs> yes. wins all the games and yes. he is like doing stuff out there instead of just sliding in puddles. And listen, I'm sure we'll get to the giant stuff. I do think in another world, Joe Judge could have succeeded if he had a different GM or maybe another year and all that kind of stuff. Or mm -hmm. maybe he becomes Belichick's, you know, replacement down the road. It's just Buckshaw Walter is the goods. The guy, look what the Orioles were like before Buckshaw Walter, with Buckshaw Walter, and after Buckshaw Walter. They were in the playoffs basically every year and with an, an idiot owner. And now he has the, the richest owner in sports. Everyone should be. I mean, God, we're on a hundred win pace. The way people talk because the Braves and the Yankees are winning some games. Mets fans like look at their team as if it's trash. And I'm like, guys. We have the third best record in all of baseball right now. What right. are we complaining about? Second place Braves, mind you. Yes. They're still behind us. They they you could you could beat up on all the cupcakes you want. They're still behind us. So um I, I feel you on that. You know, again, it's scar tissue, baby. We're, we're just working through this scar tissue. We're gonna get there. We're gonna because once Met fans are we're not even fully confident yet. Once as a group, we we start to get fully confident. People are going to hate the shit out of my fans because we, we, we come out in force we got, with our, our, our chest puffed out um, and we're just waiting to blow up. And and, and we'll talk about the Yankees because the Yankees are still they're, – they're a fucking machine on the other side too. They're doing their thing. I I respect it. I respect let me it. Ask, let me ask real quick. Do you guys despise the Yankees? I despise Yankees fans that I grew up with. I don't despise Yankees. Same. The Yankees. So maybe – okay. Fair enough. Maybe it's because I'm a casual Yankee fan, but I have no hatred for the Mets or their fans whatsoever. Like zero percent. Maybe I'm just more of a peaceful guy. I save all my hatred for like Eagles and Cowboys fans. I want to get into this because all Yankee fans swear that there's no beef, but they're always involved in the, in the conversations. And they're like, oh, we don't we don't get involved with Mets fans yet. I see them all fighting Mets fans somehow. Uh, like you, you could say you don't get involved, but the, we're there. We're, we're like the little you can call us the little stepbrother, but the little stepbrother once he starts beating you and getting games, you start to get a little worried, you know. And I, I they're not worried yet because they're still dominant. But the Yankees have fucking Uncle Stevie, man. They have Uncle Stevie, and now ready to to throw down with the Yankees financially every step of the way. So you know. 
this is a good time though. Both, te- both teams are crushing. Both teams are great. An ultimate Subway Series would be the best thing ever. And I, I'm, I'm curious to how Mets, how you guys would feel going into a World Series against the Yankees, and what kind of anxiety and craziness will you guys be feeling if it comes down to that? Well, yeah, so I lived through the 2000 World Series. I still remember that very uh, well, unfortunately. And I couldn't imagine what it would have been like with social media and all the different stuff. I work in sports now, so I'm dealing with all that kind of stuff. Uh, It's And and the Mets, the Yankees are based, the the Mets have like almost nothing to lose in in that scenario because they're still the underdog Mets and it's the big bad Yankees. Now, the thing is, the Yankees fans have been like, humbled a little bit because they had do have the one world series in 09, 09 before that it. it goes all the way back to the subway series 20 like that's 22 yes. years ago that, that's which, a drought for yankees we're we're, we're we're olds on this podcast right like, i think we're we saying that like we can we remember like olds. 2000 being 22 years ago is a complete uh, mindfuck. Yeah, i do not i do not like to i think can't about be right it. It i can't sick. be right <laughs> do the math again man yeah. Yeah. check your fucking math clem that cannot be right <laughs> that's the worst part is i'm like and i always say i go it's so easy to do the math it's just zero zero plus five. Like, god <laughs> damn it that is the truth 22 years ago yeah, will be forever like 1987 in my mind you know what uh, i mean <laughs> somehow that makes so sense true. right it so makes true. perfect sense but you said it earlier um mets fans <laughs> were like cicadas you don't hear from us. We're fucking dead, dormant in the fucking ground. And then once every like 17 years, we just rise up a brood of us and we are the loudest, most obnoxious it's like people. Knicks fans. Yeah, same kind of thing. Yeah. And they're same just like, shut the fuck up. I hate you guys so much. And then like a year later, like then we die and you don't hear from we us for 17 years. Now, hopefully Steve Cohen fixes that because it's always like that's the product of like a shitty ownership where you just kind of go all in, maybe a couple breaks go your way. And then they completely botch. That was the thing. The Mets had all these cheap arms and they never put an actual offense around them. And that's why (laughs) they never really did anything after 15 other than a wild card appearance. So I hope that Steve Cohen is now going to build this and then it becomes, you know, a self-sufficient engine that is just going to roar and shut the, everyone the fuck up. Cause listen, that's the other thing. We've heard all the cheap shots at us. This is Mets fan. This is Knicks fan Clem coming out as well. If we ever become good, we are going to send it back tenfold because we are obnoxious. And that's the funny thing with Knicks fans. A lot of them are Yankees fans, and it's going to be us. It's going to be the Mets fans, and it's going to be everyone coming back tenfold just to shit on everyone else who's been shitting on us, rightfully so, mind you, for 20 years. Rightfully so. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's it's a good time to be a New Yorker right now. It, we've gone through a lot of shit. Like, uh, it's been a long time coming. Um, and I truly think that the, both these teams, I mean, Yankees always have staying power. The Mets, for once, it feels like they finally have some staying power. Rangers have some staying power. We need the Knicks to pick up their, sh- their shit up. But uh, Giants and Jets, the, the, uh, we feel good things coming. I don't know if it's going to, uh, you know, um, turn out to be, uh, you know, Dable's going to be, be the guy. But feels good right now. We're all feeling pretty good. Um, let's let's t- talk on one last thing here. I, I, I want to talk about your barstool at the ballparks. How much fun is it? Do, do, do you love that shit? Like, is it is a chore for you? Give me a rundown of how awesome it is because I want to go to this. Tell me hey. how, how it goes over there. It truly is. It's an absolute blast. And that's coming from someone who doesn't really live the life that would really embrace something like this. So for those that right. don't know, we do uh, barstool the ballpark once a month. We have a game. It's usually Saturday night. We just have one on a Tuesday, um, but it's usually Saturday night. And it's either 90 or 100 bucks. And for that, you get a ticket to the game. You get uh, $18 food voucher. You get all you can drink beer. I think there's a, a, a spike seltzer in there. I don't know if there's wine in there. And it's from uh, an hour before first pitch. 
to two hours after that. So three hours total or the seventh inning, whichever comes first. So say mm -hmm. the game's mm -hmm. at seven ten, six ten to either nine ten or the seventh inning. All you can drink, and they just have basically the you know the spouts running the entire time. You can double fist when you go up, and then <laughs> that was my so, next question. So that's the thing: ninety, a hundred bucks. All that's all cost. I that's mean, a deal. You get you drink what four beers in New York at, at the right. ballpark, and so this Saturday we have um or uh, yeah this Saturday we have the Padres. So that's gonna be a sick game, mm -hmm. right? The playoff mm -hmm. preview. Two weeks yes, from sir. now we have the Braves, which is gonna be. Pure chaos. That's after the trade deadline. Five games in, I oh. believe, three uh, in four days because there's yep. a doubleheader. Our mm -hmm. game is the second half of a split doubleheader. And then um, – We're going to get shitty for that one. <laughs> yeah, and you get absolutely – everyone just gets, you know, like – everyone just, you know, they drink. But they're not like crazy hammer, but it just right. becomes this electric atmosphere. There was a Mariners game in May, I think, was our last one. Uh it was it was Mariners Mets and it was Winker I think hit the go ahead home run or tied tied it up and yeah, then Zika hit the, 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 the go ahead home run and it was absolute chaos and they said it on the radio and on the TV broadcast they said something was different here tonight like the crowds and I think this is part of the city field the Mets fan when the mm -hmm. Mets are good the crowd is awesome whether it was at Shea whether that's at City and that is going to be a product of Steve Cohen you add a couple of you know idiots like us in the left field you know, bleachers basically drinking their faces off yes. and, you know, having a good time all together. We had people doing beers out of shoes, chugging it. We had a, um, <laughs> a cup snake like they do at Wrigley. Yeah, so yeah, it's, yeah, it's yeah. absolute, it's bedlam. And that's the way I think, you know, all sports events should be. It's like, we, Agreed. you know, it's kind of, it's not like that at Giant Stadium. You have that older, quote unquote, classic crowd. Front. The don't front, really have the, yeah, the garden, you have all everyone in their suits, the corporate seats and all that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. Mm -hmm. And this is just a, a good night out. And again, if I was in my 20s and doing this, I'd just take the train in get yep. loaded take the train out i have to drive down so i, I have a beer or two that's it and then i, I kind of just cut it from there but again all you yeah. can drink beer 18 dollars you can use that voucher anywhere in the ballpark you get shake shack if you want whatever and then a ticket to a baseball game you know with a bunch of like-minded idiots like us can't Beautiful. go wrong so i i Beautiful, personally man. i think i think it's a blast and we usually try to get some people it. come out for barstool um kfc my co-host my other guys phil kyle and then frank the tank if he's around and he'll he'll usually oh, just frank. be a nice negative he'll throw <laughs> some negative barbs at the world and whatever so it's a it's an absolute blast i, I oh, love to do something yeah. with the giants i want to do something with yes. the giants back mm. in 20 I think i started barstool full-time in 2015 so i want to say i reached out in 2016 or 17 and the Giants like, oh, we don't have a marketing department. And I was yep, like, yep, yep. shit, you, you, you don't need one because there's just yes. season tickets. Back then, season tickets were, you know, generation upon generation. Now I see, you know, buy season tickets now, still available. Times mm -hmm. have changed since I started at Barstool because yeah. trust me, I've had a blog. Every one of those goddamn <laughs> losses. And this, I'm hoping this revival now. as, you know, I don't, whatever, the Yankees are going to be good. I don't care about it. I hope this yeah. revival is, it, this happens sometimes. We've seen it in Boston. I think Philly has kind of mm -hmm. had a little bit of this bubbling up. I hope this revival spreads across everyone in new york it's the you know the the mets and the yankees roll into the knicks i don't give a shit about the nets i don't think anyone does yeah, no. the giants I hope I mean, the jets might be decent you know yeah so. hey man that's that's what we were hoping that this podcast we were hoping to hit the stride and i was like this is what barstool did this is what el president el president yeah. did man he hit the he hit it at the right time obviously you can't play it's like the stock market but man <laughs> if you get lucky it just blows your shit up and that's what we're hoping for here um and you know it's it, it's a good time to be in New York, but one more thing about the Mets here, Soto, yay or nay? If you have I, to give up the farm, yeah, we're gonna give give up the farm. 
So I was I was like a soft yay for him. I was like, yeah, let's let's do whatever needs to be done, blah, blah, blah. And then my co-host KFC said on the podcast, he goes, you have to do whatever it takes. And I'm like, why? He goes, as of now, you're built to win right now. Max Scherzer is, you know, already 38 years old and he's going to be here another year or two. And he's probably going to like retire to that. Jacob DeGrom, we don't know if we're going to get out of Jacob DeGrom the rest of this season, let alone the next year or two. You know, if he opts out, I don't think Cohen's going to let him walk. So you have Jacob DeGrom and Scherzer. Those are your big, big guns. It doesn't feel like that because they haven't been together at all yeah. this year together. But you have that, you have kind of like, you have a team that's already 23 games above 500. So you already have kind of the playoffs in your sights. And like we've been talking about, you need to get a bat. Cause I'll be honest, like the first half of the season, I think we've been very good. Clearly need a bat, clearly need mm-hmm. a bullpen armor too. Most teams yeah. need a bullpen armor too. The bat is a very important thing. Cause we can't keep scoring one or two runs against the goddamn Cubs, let alone no, all the no, other good teams we're going to be playing coming up. So you're not getting a bat in Juan Soto. You're getting the bat potentially of an entire generation. That changes everything. So if you're going to give up the farm, eat a ton of money, probably put yourself in a little bit of Steve Cohen tax hell down the road yes. because of it, yes. I think you have to do it just because that first series, you get that first World Series, and I think that's when things start changing and you keep mm-hmm. riding the momentum. And I do think they could still build for the future based on what they have and not give up. You know, you're not giving up your entire farm system or every right. draft pick for the next 10 years. That's just not how baseball works. Right. So I do, but I the thing is, I don't truly believe the Nats are going to trade him in the division. It would suck to get motherfucked by Francisco right. Alvarez and all these other guys for the next <laughs> 10 years. But Juan Soto is like a year or two older than these yeah. prospects he's, are offering. So he's it's 23, like he's a prospect isn't he? in himself. It's, he's 23 yes. years old. It's stupid. It's stupid. And you know, uh, what we're, what are we missing? A lefty power bat. Like he mm-hmm. fits in perfectly outfielder. We're, we're missing some power, man. It just, uh, I was on the, on the no side because I want to, build something here i want this to be, i don't want to be a flash in a pan again i feel like we're always a flash in a pan as, as mets uh mets yep. fans and part of me was like man if you give up all these guys a you're making your division opponent opponent stronger for the their, their re- rebuild gets kickstarted right away b you know it kind of takes away the 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 future but you know if you resign soto and every everything's a possibility with, with stevie like you don't even have to like think about like how oh, we might not be able to sign we probably can sign him and you're the you're the World Series favorite for the NL right away, bam, right up to the top of the list mm-hmm. for at least two years, at the very minimum. Even if he leaves, two years of being a World Series favorite, I'll take those chances. I'll take it, you know. So go for it, man. Did you I see what he turned it. down from Washington? <laughs> like, imagine being Stupid. 23 years old, being offered 15 years, 440 million, to be like, uh, no, you're close no, to a half a billion fucking dollars, dude. And he turned it down. He I said, no. He can't even drop, like, legally rent a car, right? Isn't it, like, illegal for you to rent a car? I mean, I think you have to be 25, at least when we were yeah. kids. That, that was the – again, that was, like, 20 right. years ago now. That was, like, so 20 was goddamn years ago. God <laughs> damn it, I hate being – Everything is 20 uh, years ago. Jeff, you ever, Jeff, you ever forget that you're, like, deep into your 30s and you have a moment oh. where you're, like, oh, I'll take care of that, like, in my 30s. And you're, like, oh, shit, my 30s are almost gone. I better mm-hmm. get Funny my story. <laughs> Funny story about that. Like, I, so I, uh, I met my neighbor – the, he's he's my kid's hairdresser in a roundabout way. Hairdresser, just met him. Yeah, yeah. Well, not, whatever. Not he barber. Kids hair. You have, you yes. have sons. Why do they? No, no. He gets his shit all nice, dude. Uh, but <laughs> I, I I called him the wrong name, and I was calling him the wrong name for two hours straight. Two hours straight. He didn't. He didn't even like try to to you know correct me at all. And I was like, why didn't he correct me? And my wife's like, well, you're an older guy now, so like he probably felt oh, a little weird. Like shit. you know, respect like, your elders, kind of. Thing. I'm not that. 
Oh no, shit! I am I am the older guy. He's a fucking high schooler. I'm 20 years older than his kid. We're like, so oh old for high school. Wow. <laughs> so. All right. Can we, can we pivot, Spee? Yes, pivot. Let's go. Okay. Let's pivot a, away from us realizing how old we are. Very quick. Yes. I mean, I mean, yes, this, this needs some kind of transition. <laughs> I'll be that guy for you. Okay. Here we go. Yes. Now this is this is kind of just a brilliant transition because I'm still looping in the mitts for you. But I know uh, I'm speaking of being old. Like us. Oh, you're yeah, a big right. you're a big Costco guy as well. Yes, I love. Yes. I don't know why I was so late to the game. I only oh, signed up same. like within the last year, but it mm. is just. It's incredible. It's heaven. Um, would you give up your Costco membership for a Mets World Series appearance? Not a guaranteed victory. Not a win. Not a win, not a loss. Just to get there. Would you give it up for a year? What? Oh, a year? Yeah, 100%. I give it up for five years as long as everyone Ooh. knows that I gave it up. So then they know the sacrifice I made. <laughs> yes. It's yes. This is about, about being be like public. the martyr, being Tony Stark. They're building monuments for me down the road. Like this guy did it for us. Maybe someone could bring me the hot dog, you know, the dollar fifty yeah. hot dog, and they could bring it to my house. Um, welcome yes. to the club, El Jefe. I love you, baby. I'm happy yeah, to be with us now. It, it, I'm telling you, people are like, Clem, I thought you were crazy the way you talk about this Game place. Changer. And now I've gone, and it has changed my fucking it's unbelievable. 100%. 100%. <laughs> I, I just recently uh, got my car two years ago, too. I don't know what the hell I was doing. Why? I, I was I was living in the dark, man. I was living in the fucking dark. It's just uh, I was literally there yesterday and it was optional. It was like the end of my work day. Wife was like, I'm going to go. I'll, I guess I'll bring the kids. I was like, I'll go. I'll wrap up work. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Let's do it. Like Don't I wanted to go. Out. All right. Next question, Clem. This is, this is kind of a serious question. Uh, hypothetically, of course, you know, in our younger years, would you rather date a figure skater or a pro beach volleyball player? Mm. Oh, this is an easy one for me. Pro beach volleyball player because I like tall women. I'm a tall woman guy, and they're usually taller in the, the volleyball thing. So definitely right. – my wife was actually a volleyball player in high school. So hey. uh, this was the that's the woman I'd want to marry. That woman. Oh. I swear to God. <laughs> Damn. In case she's okay. listening. How could I possibly get the give him a, right a bigger Somehow. layup? Like, I promise I didn't research and find that out. Like That was just a completely <laughs> random – completely well, – I, I went I went to Latvia a few years ago for when Porzingis was the Knicks and they wanted me just to go over and do a video about it. And some people told me how they're like known for tall, beautiful women. I'm like, I cannot wait to this go to Latvia. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, yes. All right, tougher question: uh, a softball player or a WNBA? Because that's hmm. a different that's a different kind of tall. Yep, that is a different kind yeah. of tall. You know yeah. what? That is a very different, very different kind <laughs> of tall. I think it would hurt my feelings more knowing my girl could kick my ass in basketball yeah. than like baseball. Like we're not going to just like play around outside. So I'm <laughs> going to choose the softball player. Right. Cause it's like, it's like, Oh, you know, she just like, just getting buckets on me. If she could dunk, God forbid. That yeah, would be God forbid. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm yeah. like trying to get net <laughs> and I'm like right. tearing my Achilles trying to just get net. Cause volleyball, you're talking about like six foot. Right, yeah, not right. like six six. Like that's a, that's a different ballgame. So I respect that. Um, <laughs> it's the it's the it was the home run derby last night, and you had a really mm -hmm. funny tweet yesterday, and it made me think of this question: <laughs> Would you let your kids 
be in the outfield during the derby <laughs> while the best power hitters on the planet are smashing baseballs in their direction. Hard. Real hard. Hell no. I, <laughs> yeah. My second kid hates my guts. I wouldn't even let him go out there. And then, <laughs> for, like, for the record, I always say, by the way, my new thing is uh, I put on my second born kid's life, you know, because it's like the first born, yes. she likes me. She loves me. Second guy, he like, he, he told me the other day in the car, we were driving all four of us, my wife, my, and my two kids. And he goes, mommy, I love you more than I love daddy. And I just, and it like, not, like prompted or anything. And then everyone, I turned around, I'm like, I know, dude. Why? Trust me. Why? I've known since the day you were born. Like, and that's, my my daughter's jaw just like hit the ground. She's that's like, hurtful. Uh, that. Even so, though, even though you know it's true, it still hurts. Exactly. <laughs> and I wouldn't even send his thing. ass to the outfield as Pete Alonso was hitting fucking nine hundred mile per hour pits missiles at. Them. Didn't he hit somebody last year? Uh, or, or yeah, and like. He was, he's bobbing was like, his head as, as the kid's getting like walked off the field. You just see Pete Alonso bobbing his head to the mood. It's one of the funniest Twitter videos I've seen, man. Dude, Come he on. is a, a walking meme, man. And by the way, that that's that sleep face. Uh, it, what, what he wasn't sleeping. He was getting focused in the in the batting cage. That's gonna get used for the rest of the season at the very least. Now, yeah, and the thing people like they're like. Casual fans don't realize this about Pete Alonso, and they'll know it now that he should be, God willing, on TV a lot more during big games in September, October, blah, blah, blah. Maybe NL MVP. We'll see. Exactly. He's a meatball. He's a big goddamn he's meatball. So, like, he's lifting weights. He's zoning out. That's just him in his goddamn Pete Alonso meathead. I like to hit home runs, like, mental space. Yes. That's just who he is, and we love him for it. He is not trying to be a hard out. He just is like, that's what he is. He's like, I'm Pete Alonso. I hit home runs, and we love him for it. But that's exactly – so I'm telling you, there's going to be a lot of hate towards Pete Alonso mm -hmm. come October because he does that stuff. And us as Mets fans, I'm like, that is our guy, and he's going to hit fucking – bombs off of your pitcher. so just i'm just bombs. letting you guys know now especially those four games against the yankees coming up there's gonna be a lot of like oh this fucking guy and it's gonna be like fucking a ball vinny in the fucking bleachers settle down <laughs> <laughs> oh man i love it i love well, it man. well just so you know clem if you ever took that deal to give up your costco membership we had a volunteer here to do your costco shopping yes. for you if TK. you need tk it's all about logistics tk yes do all your shopping for you what a guy he just wants to get to costco more often see people are just dying to get in there Any i excuse <laughs> what's your order of teams like are you like, like for me, I'm Giants, Rangers, and then probably Knicks and Yankees. Like, where I imagine Mets and Giants are up there for you, but like, what what's your most diehard? Yeah, so it, it does change. It has changed throughout my life because the Knicks were the first team like I fell in love with. I know the yeah, Mets yeah. were the first team that got me into sports. Then the Knicks, I was just obsessed with. Like, I think a lot of people go through like basketball stage, right? Because you're playing it, or the other sports yeah. is not as easy to play. At yeah. least you know, e like just with the kids in the neighborhood or whatever. Uh, so I'd say like within the most recent years, I'd say Mets won. Giants are close to because I like NFL more than I like baseball. If that makes sense, right, like I right, cannot right. watch. I that makes perfect watch, sense. I could not watch a random like even like the Astros against like I don't know the Dodgers. I could have just watched that it's game. So like, oh, regional. Let me get some so nine regional. innings in now. Like, yeah, but I could yeah. watch Jacksonville versus Tennessee, Colorado on Thursday night and be yes. obsessed with it. Right, or have some yes. fantasy impact. Like something. There's yes. a reason to watch that game for some reason. Exactly. Exactly. So uh, it's, it's Mets then Giants and then the Knicks. The Knicks have just like beaten me down so goddamn much. And the fact that for all of John Mara's faults, he 
was like the Mariners are a decent own, you know, ownership group. Yes. And now that Cohen is in with the Mets, that makes them all that much. But I know at the end of the day, James Dolan is the one signing those checks for the Knicks. And I know at the end of the day, no matter what Leon Rose is doing right now, I I've been kind of like thinking Leon's cooking pretty good right now. Everyone mm-hmm. jumping off the buildings. So they didn't know the the exact terms of the trade. I'm like, guys, settle the fuck down on draft night. Everything's <laughs> going to be all right. I know James Dolan's going to screw it up at the end. So I'm like, I'm, I'm like I thinking know. big picture. Oh fuck. Where everyone's just freaking out. Cause Stephen A. Smith is freaking out on TV. Uh, so I think because of that, the Knicks are third, but it's, it, it really does. Like, it, like if they, we'll see you next year, I'm going to come back on and all three teams are going to be in the playoffs. And you'll say, all right, where are you now that everyone's equal? Cause it's just so much easier. I mean, you guys know, like by the end of that giant season last year, I was just like, I don't oh, even want to so watch dumb. these games. And when Glennon was in, it just made it. It was the closest thing to unwatchable, unwatchable football. It's moving up and up too. It's like November. Like it, it used to be December. All right, we're done in December. Yeah. Now it's like November. We're done in November, and like it was creeping towards like almost like October. We were we were like, okay, I hate watching the games already midway through the season. I I, I need that shit to be done. Like I need to, I need to get invested in the football to at least December again. I just, yeah, I don't want to look about. up. I don't want to look up mock drafts before Halloween. That's basically I, my goal. Yes, and and yes. It, to be honest, like there have been some times I was looking at Justin Herbert highlights back when <laughs> they didn't know if he was going to stay or go, and it was like mid October. Like early. this is not Very healthy. For that's not NFL healthy. Fan. No, you have to wait healthy. so long for that to be reality or even possible reality. <laughs> that's the worst <laughs> part. It might be. It might not even happen, and I'm already dreaming about it. November, December, January, February. That's like, yeah, it's like almost six months away that I you have to wait for. And it's like, you then have to watch, you know, 10 weeks of your awful team go out every single week. So I'm praying to God that like, <laughs> again, they what is it? They haven't been above 500 since 2017 for even a day or something like it's, that. I think they disgusting. own the longest. It, that's that's that sounds about yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. We're, that, we're, in, we're in the bottom of the league talk. We are the Browns now. It's just, yeah. I, I never thought we would get to this point, but we've gotten here. Let's hope we finally bottomed out, you know, but like last year I, was I, the but, bottom was the lowest yeah, of the just, low. What, that's as bad as it got. what was one, what was the one play that was the lowest? What was the thing that you'll think, all right, this is when things turned around was after this. Cause I know my answer. Yeah. It was the QB yeah. sneak. Yes. 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 And I think they did a sneak on second down before that. Yes, did they, they did. And which we almost okay. forget about that. Which okay. Yes. You're on the one. And then it's like, you know what? We surrender. We don't know how to play football. Let's just kneel again, kick it away, and see what happens. Like I'm 99% sure uh, Judge was coming back before that. Those two sneaks literally put the Well, in that case, thank God he did it. Thank God he did it. I know you, you said Judge. I mean, Judge was given a shit hand, too, because I don't think he, he had full control. But I don't, also don't didn't think he was that great of a football coach after two years, like in terms of are these guys like in the right positions and making the right decisions? Are they calling the right plays? Like I didn't see anything good happening. So on, and, at some point he's still the guy that didn't get like improve anything. And you know? no, that's a hundred percent right. And I do yeah. think like they really did screw themselves by keeping Jason and Garrett around two years. We yeah. were already, we we're mm-hmm. done with Jason Garrett year one. And the fact they brought him back for year two still drives me absolutely. I'm like, feel my anger levels rising as I'm saying this. However, at the same point, it's like <laughs> I, I said the same thing with Shermer. I hated Shermer. I, I when I remember they were like rumored. I'm like Pat fucking Shermer is who we're going to be going <laughs> the after. The New York, at the point, at that point, the New York Giants job still meant something in my eyes. Right, so yeah, I was like, right. no way is Pat Shermer going to be the guy that's hired. And like there was a point, I think it was during an Eagles game, and uh, Peterson just made him look so stupid. Like he like subbed out the packages with the punt team, and then the offense came back out. Something like that. And like 
Shermer had to burn a timeout and then he like ended up His switching it and they got the, like the first down. <laughs> and I go, that guy is not the guy that can, you have to go, mm-hmm. can we win a Super Bowl with this guy? And I was like, right. that guy does not have the game management skills to win a Super Bowl. And I think we kind of learned that about Judge, unfortunately, at least his first go around. I hopefully gets better down the road. But at this, like, there was enough shit, right? We, what was the, the final number? 77 nothing before halftime or something? Yeah. Like, that yeah. was oh, the yes. most yes. ridiculous stat right. I've ever yes. seen in my that's, life. That's impossible. And, <laughs> and our defense was like the strong point of our team. So you're still yeah, somehow. Right giving up points every and you just put going further behind the eight ball well we just if you, if you really think yeah. back on it now it's like oh at the end of the half they've been on the field the whole fucking time no shit they're tired it, 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 the last two minutes of the and they're they're getting thrown on and it, it's it's um you know uh hurry up so yeah, yeah it all made sense it kind of does <laughs> but but like it's to nothing it wasn't 77 to right. 23 right. <laughs> it was 77 <laughs> and nothing the offense couldn't score a field goal or something you know like Shit, man. No, that was well, the listen. worst brand of football I've ever seen. Uh, and that, I came up with the Dave Brown era. That was like my first time yes. where I would watch football every single Sunday was the Dave mm-hmm. Brown era. And I, I've never seen anything that bad until what just happened last season. Hey, man, what is with us? Can we not draft Duke players anymore? Can we just not? <laughs> like, I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with Duke quarterbacks, Dave Brown, fucking uh, Daniel Jones. And we'll see. Okay. I actually want to ask you about this. Daniel Jones guy. Is he going to be... Is he going to be our quarterback in 2023? Clem on the spot right now. What, are, what What's your your gun to your head answer? I mean, it's 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 that I hope so. And it's it's, yeah. it's I mean, I have kind of like just gone in on the damn wagon because again, let's remember everyone yes. on draft night was booing him because they didn't Ooh. draft Dwayne Haskins. That's how this whole yeah. Daniel Jones and he was drafted too high. He was drafted above. Let's look. Dwayne Haskins and Drew Locke. Those are the two quarterbacks he was drafting. And yeah, listen, I get the Josh Allen thing, the other Josh Allen, the defensive right. end. That they, I, I wanted him too. That was it. I know right. for – I've been told that, like, the night after the draft, I had someone who, like, knew someone in the Denver Broncos system was like, they were taking him. The minute Jones got drafted, they traded back. So they weren't yeah. going to get – I, my heart hearts do not believe they would have gotten Daniel Jones. Was Daniel Jones right. the pick there? Well, Justin Herbert would have been the pick, which everyone would have hated at the time because he was, you know, they hate because everyone made fun of the Chargers when they drafted him the next year. And look how that's turned out. So no one knows what the fuck they're talking about. This is the thing. After the 2019 season, we all were in on Daniel Jones. He had 24 touchdowns, 12 interceptions. He needed to fix the fumbles and he needed the team around him to get better, especially the line. None of that happened. He got a much worse play caller somehow than Pat Shermer, who's like an I don't know. He's an all right play call. He's a good okay. offensive line, right? That's all he does. But Jason Garrett was probably the worst offensive coordinator in the league. The yep. offensive line never really got better other than Andrew Thomas. And, you know, he had some shit injury luck. So it's like, I almost want to be like, all right, can we get these last two years back and just have that under the contract? <laughs> At this point with Daniel Jones, though, like, I do think, I do think he can be good. I just – I don't know if there's too much, like you say, scar tissue with him. I'm almost at the point where it's like if he can't do it here, I want to see him be a Ryan Tannehill somewhere else. And it's like yes. – because this was the same kind of thing with Tannehill where – I mean, even after that Saints game last year, everyone was like, all right, I'm back in on Daniel Jones. And mm-hmm. then they finally get rid of Garrett a few weeks later. He, like, breaks his neck the first goddamn snap of the Eagles game. <laughs> we have Carpenters telling us stuff. We have free meetings. <laughs> just think of all the chaos we went through last chaos, season. Chaos, dude. And that's us. Oh. As us as fans went through a ton of nonsense, I can only imagine what was going on in that building oh. with that GM and all those other idiots that you know have since lost their jobs? There must have been just it must have just been hell. And hopefully that Shane and Dable can fix it. But this is the other thing I'm going to say: just because like we love Brian Dable and Shane hired him all this stuff, it doesn't mean he's going to be better than Sherber and Judge does. When it's sure. like I've thought about what is Brian Dable's 
game management like and the two minute warning? Does he know when to call timeouts? Does he know like because you know like everyone that plays Madden knows you use the timeouts here, 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 and you get the ball back with you know a minute fifty five instead of you know a minute you know two seconds. There right, is right. a difference. There is like an art to that, and I, I'm like I hope he knows it or I hope he at least hired someone who could do that for him. And we're just not going to know. But like I'm I'm riding with the Dan wagon till it goes off the cliff. I said that, and Let's then I'll go. be riding it. Like I'll still be a Giants fan, but if he goes to like, I, I, obviously went to the NFCs, that does not go. But if yeah. he went to like Pittsburgh, I can root for Daniel Jones in Pittsburgh. That's yeah. no problem Hell at yeah. all. I, I want him to absolutely. Well. My Listen, feeling on it, I've like been on the fence guy. with him. I've been on the fence with him the whole time, just because it's been up and down. He has flashes, and then he does something really stupid. But all along, he's been running uphill because he's been dealt yeah. among the worst hands in all of football. I get that, but I, I will say. If he is the guy, the Giants are winning games sooner than later. So in that case, like, yeah, Dan, like go out there and and ball out and be the guy. Because in that case, we can improve other parts of the team, maybe franchise tag him next year, see what he could do, and then go from there. And you have your quarterback as opposed to taking a rookie next year, waiting two years for that big jump and trying to like you're you're looking at four years if he's not the guy versus two right. or three if he is the is the guy. Yeah, and everyone keeps and I, I I understand the thing too. Like if he's good to very good, they'll use the fran- they could use the franchise tag on him. I also think like Tyrod does kind of like alleviate that you probably won't do that unless you're really in a pickle. Even the injuries he gets hurt. Same. It's like, yeah, he gets hurt every year. We just can't every keep year. doing this. I'm I'm yes. fine with that. Uh I it's just we've really just Mara said it best. Like they've done this kid no favors. And I have to say, like, we know it, like we were all spoiled with Eli. We knew at the time we were spoiled with Eli. It was kind of like with Patrick Ewing and the Knicks. You just knew as soon as he left, you'd see all the warts that he kind of hit up. But mm-hmm. I do think like, I think Jones has a lot of the, I think he's smart like Eli. I think he works hard. I think he is like, I, I know the damn dangle videos you do, which are great, but it's like, he's like nerdy to a fault, which is good. Yeah. I don't want my quarterback to be cool. I want him to be a nerd. <laughs> I want him to be into love football. I want his, his goddamn Twitter to still say Daniel Jones underscore 10, which is his Duke number. Cause he doesn't care about Twitter. I don't right. want to have to be like, Oh, Daniel Jones deleted every reference to the giants and Instagram. Right. What does I do? Mean? Yeah. You know? Kyler Murray, Paul Kyler Murray, right. His dorkiness exactly. drives me crazy, but I do like that. He'll never be that guy to delete to scrub the giants from his social media yes. and go that route, right, which right. is, which is what guys do now. Yeah. And, and can you imagine if crazy. like, can you imagine if, if, cause you know, like if the giants didn't draft Eli, they weren't drafting rivers. They were drafting Roethlisberger was their number two. Uh, can you yeah. imagine if that guy was here? Like <laughs> Pittsburgh from right here is like a little bit of a college town where it's like, Hey, the boys are going to be boys. And you know, the, the people may look right. the other way, the stuff that's going on. That doesn't work in New York. Plexico Burris was a Super Bowl champion. He shot yeah. himself and they did everything they could to get his ass in jail. As soon as possible. Jail, <laughs> play here in New York. Politicians wow. and shit like that. And all the different, you know, all the money and shit. So uh, I love my Eli. And I hope Daniel Jones has like enough of the Eli like characteristics come through and he can actually, ju- the one thing he doesn't have obviously is the health. Cause Eli was playing. Like, yeah. I thought he was in 2007 guy won a Super Bowl that year. And our boy DJ now again has a little bit of a better offensive line than, than Daniel Jones ever had. Yeah. Ever, I would so. say a little bit, a little bit. <laughs> uh, <laughs> slightly, slightly. Listen, everybody wants a mobile quarterback until they get hurt three times, yeah. a, three times a year. You know, this is part of the deal. They, they get hurt when you're, when they're running and, you know, for all Jones's speed, and he's he's an athletic guy. He's not very a uh, very smart runner. Sometimes I feel like sometimes he needs to just get down and like not take tackles that will freaking almost snap his neck off. Um, you know, or you know, so he's got to get better with that. But it's tough to like. I feel like 
Daniel Jones, his last two seasons were like COVID. Like they didn't exist. Like the, the, <laughs> yes. the last two years did the not black exist. Hole. Could, yeah. Yeah. You could not judge him because it was such a shit show top to bottom that it almost like we went, we're, we're actually, it feels like back to year two again, where it's like, this is like where we're, we're going to be able to finally judge him again. Cause he's got a decent coordinator, you know, Shermer for all his faults. He drafted him. He made an offense that, that fit, that fit this guy. And then Jason Garrett comes in. It's like, let's cut down everything that you were good at and just not turn the ball over and be conservative. And that's, that made him one of the worst quarterbacks in the league. You know, he takes away the aggressiveness of a quarterback. What's the point of being a quarterback? You're going to dink and dunk to who we have nobody to dink and dunk to. And so the, the evaluation period, we just lost two years with him and it sucks that that happened. But, you know, we, we get a reprieve this year. We got a good, good offensive minds, not even Dable. I, I like Kafka. I like, I like yeah. the, the Dable Kafka combination. I want to see what this guy has. He's a passing coordinator for Kansas city. Like I, I think that the right minds are in place now to finally get something out of him. We finally have two tackles that could possibly probably be capable for the first time in his career too. So let's see what he's got. I'm excited. Um, you know, and listen, it's going to be a very – let's have fun this year. I just want to have fun for the first time in a while, and I think that that's we could, we could look forward to that, right? Yeah, I, and I – like, I, Kafka I like too, and I had heard from a few people, they said, like, I think the Chiefs – like, I think the Chiefs thought Biennemi by now would have gotten hired, and I don't know if there's anything in his past that's stopping that, but I think they wanted, to ele- they wanted to elevate him, and they couldn't really do it, and now he's here, which, thank God, and I, I would have loved to have Dorsey as well because I know a lot of people say yeah. he was a big part of Josh Allen kind of becoming, which, again, if the jo- – everyone tells me how – the same with Saquon. Saquon gets all this shit. It's like, well, did you want Sam Darnold to be the quarterback of the New York? Yes. <laughs> and then it's like, oh no, I wanted uh, Josh Allen. Show me the tweet that said you wanted Josh Allen. Right. You knew right. he because it was it was either Darnold so or it was Josh Rosen. Those were yeah. the two guys that I heard about nonstop. So it's like neither of those guys were the goddamn answer. But yeah, with Jones, you could say Nelson too. Like people say Nelson, we weren't drafting a guard at number two. It just wasn't going to happen. Yeah, and, and I would have loved that. Yeah, turns exactly. out that would have been okay. That would have been, <laughs> been, right. been good, but in hindsight, it wasn't going to happen. You're going to draft a quarterback there. It's either Saquon or a quarterback. You're right. And again, we, I mean, we could get into this conversation. I think we all know they were drafting Saquon. Once they did Eli wrong with Geno Smith, they were making it up to Eli. And it's mm-hmm. all, it all starts with that awful decision. You're that right. was the ground zero moment that just kind of like led to all this. It sucks. Then it's in the past. Too makes fucking McAdoo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but, but the thing is, like you said, just have fun. The schedule looks easy. And I know the schedules change. You never know who you're going to get. But like, as of now, it looks pretty fucking easy. The offense mm-hmm. should be better. We have playmakers. There's line in, in the, the offensive line is better, which isn't saying much, but it, it could be good. <laughs> and like, again, I think Galladay could be awesome. I think Kadarius Tony, God willing, who's going to drive us fucking nuts, but yes. he could be, he could be maybe the best fucking off guy on the offense. And then Saquon's mm-hmm. back. And it's like, holy shit, we actually have stuff around this guy. So it's Jones's time to sink or swim. And even like, regardless of what happens of how good he looks, even with if Tyrod comes in for whatever reason, I still think like it's going to be a fun, entertaining team. I'm a little concerned about Wink and his defense because I don't think it's – hopefully he has the personnel where it's like, hey, listen, man, we're going to bring the shit out of the blitz. And if the guy's in the secondary, which is kind of like, unfortunately, a lot weaker no, than it was last year, if they could hold up we might at least make it competitive on that side of the ball. Uh, but I mean that you said it, man, just make us good. Get above 500 at some point yeah. week one against the Titans. who I think I'm not loving the Titans this year. I think Vrabel is a good coach, but you know, they lost AJ Brown. They kind of got a little exposed in the playoffs. I mean, they did, they mm-hmm. were the one seed though. So you have to give them credit for that. And they had guys hurt all year, but you have that week one week two against the Panthers. And it's like, 
all right, here we go. Man. And then from there, yeah. it's like there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule. And then, you you know, you let the injuries and all the chaos of the NFL play out as it may. But just give us fun. That's all we're asking for. I'm a couple with 30-point games maybe, you know, mix it in. A couple of 30, like a couple of big scoring games. A lot of people who say, like, you got to throw out, the, you know, the strength of schedule and all that. I'm like, I don't throw that shit out because I was scared shitless last year looking at the schedule with the Chiefs and the Bucks back-to-back Monday night football and that stuff. I'm like, that's not good. <laughs> like, those are you could pencil those in for two losses. Like, this year, <laughs> there are not really scary stretches. It's, it's among, like, it's based on last year's performance, which is, it means something. It is like the weakest strength of schedule, like in the league. The NFC East has it pretty easy this year. I just think brand of football wise, it's just going to be night and day from last year. Totally with Clem on the defensive side. It's going to be a lot more aggressive defense, but do they have the dogs to to make that work? Or are Mm -hmm. you going to get exposed when you you go against a smart offensive quarterback? Week one is going to be tough because you you got, I don't, think they're you know a world beater team like super bowl or anything like that but they do have consistency in their coach and quarterback for a long time they're at home so like okay i'm not assuming daniel jones is going to go in there and get a win with the head coach's first gig as a head coach like that's just i just won't expect that but But we're not canceling out either week two not canceling out either though are we no. not, like, if that not, happens, Giants, yeah, right. Giants world will explode if they explode. <laughs> they will absolutely, if they will go bing bong Knicks fans if, if they win <laughs> yeah. in Tennessee week one. <laughs> they will go nuts. Uh, well, I'm hoping this, what we're hoping is these things are feeding off each other. Like the Rangers, like all, you saw all the New York uh, players at the Ranger games, you know, and they're like, holy shit, we want, we want this. You know, and Dable was at the Ranger games, you know, Dable, That's like cool. he fed off those vibes. He knows what New York fans will be like if we start winning. When you win in New York, the fans just take the, the team to the next level. Even fucking Yankee fans, you know, Met mm-hmm. fans, Nick fans, you know, giant like giant fans. It, it all like New York is a crazy different beast, and it and it picks up whatever sport. Like you hear every sport saying, "Hey, the Knicks are better. The NBA is better when the Knicks are good, you know, and uh, the, the baseball is better when the New York teams are doing good." They say that for a reason, and we're, we're hoping that everything feeds off each other. Rangers leading into the baseball being good. Baseball leads into football being good, and we have a one big happy fucking bit. And it's all good for <laughs> Barstool and for the revival. So everybody yeah. wins. Yes. So let's let's keep that going. God damn Absolutely. Right. Listen, Clem, we don't want to take up more of your time. We appreciate you for coming on, man. I, I know you you got some all-star game you want we want to get into here. So let's hope you have a fun time. Let's hope we have a good second half. Um maybe we can meet up at a game. I'm gonna try and drag drag Cafe and, and uh Eli to the to uh maybe Barstool game. Or whatever, but let, let's let's have some fun here. Let's have a good rest of the summer. Let's get some some reinforcements to the trade deadline and have a good second half into September, baby. Let's go. Yeah, baby. This is this is time to get excited again. I it's been a long time since like the Giants training camp will get me excited for football. Plus the Mets mm-hmm. will actually be in like meaningful games, so that is going to be fun. And then like again, September into October, I can't, like my brain, my idiot Mets. I got, I got all this a lot Mets and giants and they call me a gypsy because it's usually Mets, Jets, Giants, Yankees and stuff like that. Yes. So I'm a yes. gypsy I'm fan for being a, a Mets Giants fan, but that's all I've ever known. But yeah, let's have some fun. You, I will be at the, uh, I will for sure be at Giants Panthers. We're already locked it in. I do one yes. tailgate a year. I'm old. I have to, you know, work the games and Sunday and stuff like that here. Oh, so, yeah. and I have the kids that's hard to just shake them. I can't just leave them with the wife every week. <laughs> Clinging bastards. Those little <laughs> bastard kids. So uh, we always try to get to an early, we went to a, we went to a game. I don't know if you guys remember. I, I, shit, it might've been against the Panthers again. It was uh, probably like 
at this rate, like 10 years ago, it was like, the, it was an October game, but it was a snowstorm. It was a huge snowstorm at the end of October. And we said, I was at that one. you're at that one. Me too. <laughs> and we said, Nope, never again. Cause like we lost power here. It was an absolute nightmare coming home, hungover. We said, we're never going to a game after like, basically like the third week of October. So <laughs> week two, I'll be at the Meadowlands. We'll be doing tailgates. We, you know, we met, we met up last time we'll yep. do it again. So that'll be a good time. And then yeah, Mets baseball, uh, hopefully. And we got, we got some watch parties too. We do a watch party at blue East blue Haven East. We're doing uh nationals on August 2nd, the Yankees nice. game on the Tuesday. And then I think we're doing a brewers game as well in September. So we just go to the bar, have some fun. And it, dude, it Don't was rowdy. Good time. It was, people <laughs> were cool. clapping. Like, uh, like there was runs being scored every time the Braves threw a ball. I'm like, Oh, this fan base is ready for like real October. <laughs> it, dude. We're not that mentally it, ready, but we're like, we're working ourselves into it right now. And, so, and yeah. isn't it awesome when your team goes far, the team before your, your next season goes far enough where it like leads right into it. So like, wouldn't it be cool if the Mets are finally not out of it in September leads right into football season, that, that football season leads right back into hockey season. Let's get the good times going, baby. Get New York sports <laughs> back, man. No Gotta more gaps, on. baby. No more like six, no more week, gaps. six week gaps or anything. And like mm-hmm. LFA said, this is the biggest thing I take away from the schedule with the Giants. It's all about the sports books. All the, like we have the best in terms of like predicted wins. The Giants, are, I think, might be have the easiest schedule in terms of just that stuff. So it's taking last year in account, but it's also taking like the smart people that have money on it into account. Mm-hmm. And I listen to those people I trust a lot Vegas. more than that is yep. my dumb brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with Big you. Fashion. Thank you, Clem. You're the man. No problem, boys. I'll see you guys. Appreciate on the you, my man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Be good, my man. Hey, F.A. Yeah, good buddy. Times, baby. Good times. Great times. Hey, listen, as always. Uh, chat. We we loved having you here. Always, always good hearing from you. Uh, you know, uh, Gene Simon. Um, been just he's going. He. I'm sorry. He or she. I I can't say for sure. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I can't. I, I can't say for sure. Can you? Shout shout your 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 sex out, my man, because I don't I don't I don't, or 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 Mrs. Gene Simmons. Gene it's Simmons. Gene Simmons. Gene Simmons. <laughs> um, listen, chat. We love you, Sarge. I see you out there. E, I see you. She's doing work. TK, Tuto from from Italy, my man. Hey, Tuto, shouting us out. I love Tuto. My he's my best, precious. What is up? What is up? You know, I just want to shout out all you guys. Oh, actually, I'm going back here because I saw something. Over here, you have a, a, a huge fan in, I believe it was Megan. I believe Megan was shouting you out here. Number one fan. Let's so hey, Hefe, you got some fans wow. out there. So big times. Let's see. Here, hey. Oh, thanks, see? Megan slash see? Tommy oh. G. Appreciate oh, you, well. Megan. <laughs> Tommy G must be on his girl's account or something. But hey. <laughs> I All right. Well, too. hey, listen. Thanks, guys, for listening to us. We're going to talk some more Mets. We're going to talk some more Yankees. We'll try, we're going to try and get you guys to football season by talking some good baseball. Don't, don't sleep on baseball here because, like, summer's going to be fun. They're two first-place teams. Let's all get involved. Let's, let's support the New York teams, and it's going to lead right into some New York and New York, Jet, and New York Giant football. Um, we're going to have some, uh, some rivals in here, too. Let's, 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 we want people to talk shit, fun talking shit on this show. Bring your Yankee fan fans, bring your Met fans, bring your Jets fans. We, we want a- NFC East people coming in. Tell everybody about the show, and I want I want some shit talking here. We want to get get hyped up, all right? So make sure, yeah, we appreciate everybody. Subscribe, tell your friends. We're gonna have a lot of fun during the season. We're gonna come up. We're gonna come up with some good <laughs> some good segments and stuff. I'm with you, TK. Um, uh, who doesn't? Right. All right. 
We love you guys. Have a good night. We'll talk to you soon. Peace.